Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, spring is in full swing, and for millions of folks, that means yard work and gardening, am I right? Now, here's a pro tip for those of you looking to spruce up your landscaping. Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the U.S. They've got over 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. Save yourself the time and trouble of multiple trips to those crowded nurseries. You know what I'm talking about. Fast Growing Trees is a complete time saver. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all, and it's delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. They can tell you what grows best in your area, how to plant, when to plant. It's like having your own expert gardener. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And listeners to the President's Daily Brief can get an extra 15% off by using promo code PDB at checkout. So go to FastGrowingTrees.com and use promo code PDB at checkout. It's Friday, December 29th. Welcome to the President's Daily Brief. I'm Mike Baker, your eyes and ears on the world stage. Let's get briefed. First, the latest from the U.S.-Mexico border, where a major surge in new arrivals shows no signs of slowing down. Later in the program, the new Maritime Task Force, meant to protect commercial vessels in the Red Sea from Iranian-backed Houthi attacks, is already showing signs of breaking. And Russian President Putin orders so-called revenge raids in response to Ukraine's sinking of its warship in Crimea. And finally, in today's Back of the Brief, an update on the wildfires that tore through areas of Maui back in August and current efforts to rebuild. But first up, the PDB Spotlight. As we prepare to welcome in the new year, I wanted to kick things off by examining the ongoing crisis at the U.S. southern border. Now, while the flow of illegal migrants has been a major issue in 2023, it's likely to become an even bigger one in 2024 as the presidential election revs into full gear. Let's start with a look at the current situation by the numbers. According to U.S. Customs and Border Protection, Agents recorded over 191,000 encounters between ports of entry along the southwest border during the month of November. This figure is up slightly from October when authorities apprehended nearly 189,000 migrants. December is likely to be even worse. In just five days this past week, the Border Patrol processed nearly 50,000 migrants who entered the U.S. illegally. Notably, daily apprehensions surpassed 10,000 on three separate days, a significant increase from the 6,400 per day average just last month, according to government data. And the crossings, well, they show no signs of slowing down. As you listen to this podcast, an estimated 8,000-strong caravan of migrants largely from Venezuela, Cuba, and Central America are making their way to the U.S. border. In addition, more than 11,000 people are waiting in shelters and camps on the Mexican side of the border. Now, admittedly, I've thrown quite a few numbers at you already, but I want to give you a sense of the scale of what's happening here. In the first 11 months of 2023, at least 2,953,676 migrants 
crossed the United States' southern and northern borders combined, according to Customs and Border Protection. The number of migrants crossing the border from Mexico into the United States is greater than the populations of 17 different states, including Kansas, Mississippi, and New Mexico. Now, obviously, this massive surge has pushed border cities to their limits as they scramble for shelter and resources to accommodate the influx. This is a humanitarian catastrophe that's only set to worsen if the government doesn't take some significant action. So, what is the U.S. government currently doing to stem the flow? Well, first, there's the executive side of the equation. As we reported yesterday, there was a high-level meeting between Biden administration officials, including the Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas and Secretary of State Antony Blinken and Mexican President López Obrador. The meeting, frankly, appears to have achieved very little in terms of offering immediate or short to even midterm relief. What we did get was a very pleasant-sounding joint statement released by the U.S. and Mexico. The two nations promised to, quote, address the root causes of migration, such as poverty, inequality, democratic decline and violence, and continue the work to promote legal instead of irregular migration pathways. The statement also highlighted, quote, efforts that the Biden administration is pursuing through development assistance and humanitarian aid, as well as advancing new private investments in the region, end quote. Now, to be clear, the root cause of the current problem is the inability of the White House to properly secure the southern border. It's not rocket science. Yes, for sure, people leave their homelands for a variety of reasons. Economic opportunity, local instability, violence, the dream of a better life. And yes, if their own countries were bastions of peace, stability, and prosperity, they wouldn't be surging into the U.S. across what are essentially open borders. But the problems the U.S. is facing as a result of the unprecedented numbers of incoming migrants, well, those problems need to be dealt with now, in the short term, not by large government programs that, even if marginally effective, will take decades to produce results in countries currently dealing with poverty, inequality, democratic decline, and violence. Look, it, it makes politicians feel good and righteous and all warm inside to talk about curing these long-term root causes. But the harsh reality is that the U.S. cannot continue to absorb the numbers of migrants currently streaming across the border. Even Democrat mayors across the country have woken up to the downside of wrapping themselves in the righteousness of claiming to be sanctuary cities. They can't afford the bills that are now coming due. Again, it's not rocket science. Secure the borders, discourage illegal entry, and enact policies that promote legal immigration. On the legislative side, there appears to be a deadlock. A bipartisan group of Senate negotiators has been working for weeks to strike a deal on the southern border, demanded by Republicans as a condition for backing Democrats' $110.5 billion security package for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan. However, the Senate adjourned for the year without reaching an agreement, even as party leaders said the talks remain on the right track. I'll wrap it up with this. The current administration and politicians on Capitol Hill would have a hard time organizing panic in a doomed submarine. 
The idea that they'll focus on solving generational problems in countries like Honduras, Venezuela, Haiti, and others, that they'll solve the U.S. border problem by ending poverty, violence, and corruption in other countries, well, it's laughable at best. They need to focus on what they can actually fix. When we come back, less than two weeks after the Department of Defense announced the launch of Operation Prosperity Guardian to shore up Red Sea commerce from Houthi attacks, some members of the task force already appear to be backing away from it. Plus, Russian President Putin is reportedly ordering revenge raids after Ukraine successfully sunk a warship in a Crimean port. I'll be right back. Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, once again, Pure Talk is investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. Now, you've heard me talk about Pure Talk before, right? How they provide excellent coverage and service with industry-beating rates. And now, I'm happy to announce that Pure Talk is also providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. Look, that's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Bring your phone, and Pure Talk's eSIM technology makes switching so simple. Or you can get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Make the switch to the cell phone company that I know will provide you with outstanding service and value, Pure Talk. Just go to puretalk.com slash baker, that's B-A-K-E-R, just like you imagined, to start saving today. And when you do, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, visit puretalk.com slash baker to start saving on wireless at home and abroad. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundations in the Line of Duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings and barbecues. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Welcome back. We turn our attention to the Red Sea, where U.S. efforts to deter further attacks on ships by Iranian-backed Houthi militants appear to be floundering. U.S. President Biden unveiled an initiative on December 18th to form a new maritime task force in response to escalating Iranian-backed Houthi attacks on Red Sea shipping. However, reluctance from several U.S. allies is already threatening to undermine the effort, according to a report from Reuters. While the task force, dubbed Operation Prosperity Guardian, reportedly includes participation from 20 countries, many have not stepped forward to officially confirm their involvement and have asked the U.S. to refrain from acknowledging their contributions. Some countries, included in the initial announcement, have since publicly distanced themselves from the operation. 
Italy, for example, opted to send a ship to the Red Sea at the request of Italian commercial ship owners, but stressed that the vessel would remain under their own command. Similarly, France voiced support for enhanced patrols of the Red Sea, but said any French vessels sent to the region would remain under French command. Spain also refused to join the operation and balked at a proposal to use an existing EU anti-piracy mission to protect commercial vessels in the Red Sea. And meanwhile, Saudi Arabia and United Arab Emirates, who the U.S. had hoped would participate in the task force, at least silently, have publicly distanced themselves from any involvement in the coalition. Now, this comes as roughly half of the container ships that usually move through the Red Sea and Suez Canal have actually abandoned the region, opting to take the path around South Africa's Cape of Good Hope. Traveling that route can cost a considerable amount of time and money and will cause an increase in the price of consumer goods worldwide, according to a Bloomberg report. All in, new ship arrivals into the Gulf of Aden dropped by 40% between December 22nd and December 26th. Continued disruption of this critical shipping lane will likely have a profound global economic ripple effect. So with billions in global commerce at stake, why the reluctance to be officially linked to the U.S.-led task force? Well, it appears to stem, in part at least, from fears among European leaders of being linked to Israel's offensive in Gaza. Polls show that increasingly strong majorities of Europe's populations oppose Israel's current military response in Gaza, and their governments, of course, are wary of popular blowback from their electorates. Everybody wants to keep their job. Leaders are also worried about making their own country a target of the Iranian-sponsored Houthi militants in Yemen, fearing that their participation in the task force could lead to reprisals. Now, we should note, that there are existing U.S.-led military coalitions in the Middle East that already cooperate with European Union groups in the region. This means that nations who are not a part of the new task force can still coordinate on patrols with the U.S. Navy. Still, the reluctance of U.S. allies to sign up to actually supporting Operation Prosperity Guardian speaks to the uncertainty currently gripping much of the world since the Israel-Hamas conflict kicked off. So for the time being, it does appear that the Iranian regime, using their proxy group, the Houthi militants, will continue to disrupt international waters and destabilize global trade. At some point, perhaps, the various countries involved in the supposed coalition will collectively grow a pair and engage in actual deterrence. All right. I want to shift our focus to Russia and the fallout from Ukraine's destruction of a Russian warship in Crimea in an airstrike on Tuesday. Russian President Vladimir Putin is reportedly incensed that Ukraine managed to slip through their defenses and has ordered revenge raids in Crimea to punish those he views as responsible, according to a report by The Independent. The claim comes from Ukraine's partisan Atesh group, who said Russian forces were conducting raids throughout the city and that Putin was expected to severely punish the Crimean Air Defense Forces for their failure to prevent the attack. Atesh wrote on Telegram, quote, The flywheel of repression is spinning up. Since yesterday, local residents have been raided throughout the city, their phones are being taken away, and their houses are being searched. The group added that, quote, Putin is completely furious over the destruction of the Novocherkask and has issued orders to 
punish the Crimean Air Defense Forces. It's expected that many commanders will be removed and sent to the front to participate in assault groups, end quote. As we discussed yesterday on the PDB, a Ukrainian cruise missile struck the Novocherkask, a landing ship in Russia's Black Sea Fleet, on Tuesday. Initial reports suggested that the attack killed at least one Russian sailor and left the ship with significant damage. However, subsequent reporting revealed the Kremlin was severely downplaying the incident. Video footage emerged online showing a massive explosion that appears to have destroyed the entire ship. The independent outlet, Astra, said at least 23 people on board were injured and said another 33 were missing. The strike was a major success for Ukraine's Air Force, as the Russian warship was reportedly used to carry ammunition and personnel to the southern front in Ukraine. Now, having said that, it will likely do very little to change the stalemate currently on the front lines of the war. Now, Ukraine also continues to face financial insecurity for their war effort. Aid packages worth tens of billions of dollars from both the European Union and the U.S. remain stalled amid intense political divisions. And the U.S. State Department announced on Wednesday that they were sending Kyiv the last of their funds allocated for Ukraine, totaling roughly $250 million. With that payment, U.S. coffers for Ukrainian aid are officially empty. Coming up in the back of the brief, two towns in Maui are still struggling to rebuild four months after being hit by the deadliest U.S. wildfires in over 100 years. I'll give you an update on those efforts. I'll be right back. Mike Baker here. I want to take just a minute to talk about something of real importance to you and your family's financial well-being, and that's life insurance. Look, I know it's not everyone's favorite topic, and and a lot of folks avoid talking about it or they put it off thinking it's too costly or too complicated or you'll get to it some other day. And it's true. Finding the right policy on your own can be time-consuming and complex. But I'm here to tell you, life insurance is an important safety net for your family. And that's why I'm happy to tell you about Policy Genius. Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Now, for me, having an appropriate life insurance policy, well, it means less stress, less worry. I know that my amazing wife and our kids will be properly taken care of and provided for should something happen to me. Now, back when I was in the market for life insurance, and that was a while back, I did my searching the old-fashioned way. Lots of telephone calls, paperwork, faxes, maybe even a beeper. I would have loved to have Policy Genius to streamline the whole process. Policy Genius helps you compare all your options from top companies and provides a team of unbiased, licensed experts to walk you through the decision-making. You can compare quotes with just a few clicks, find just the right policy, and Bob's your uncle. And they've got thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, we made it through winter. Look at that. And spring, well, it's in full bloom, which of course means summer is just around the corner. You see how I figured that out? 
And that means more time spent outdoors. Not to mention, you got to get into summer shape, huh? Factor can help you spend less time in the kitchen and make sure you're eating well and meeting your wellness goals. Factor's no prep, no mess meals save time and help with getting and keeping you in great shape for summer, thanks to the menu of chef crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Seriously, it's going to be beach time soon. What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. And you keep kitchen time to a minimum. Factor meals are ready in two minutes. No shopping, no prepping, no cooking or cleaning up. Factor is part of our meal routine at the Baker Compound. And I can tell you, food is delicious and it's a complete time saver. Head to factormeals.com slash PDB50, that's five zero, and use code PDB50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code PDB50 at factormeals.com slash PDB50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. In today's Back of the Brief, I wanted to take a moment to give you an update on a story that disappeared all too quickly from the headlines this year. The wildfires that tore through the towns of Lahaina and Kula in Maui, Hawaii, over four months ago. The devastation wrought by these fires was historic. The death toll currently stands at 100, marking it as the deadliest wildfire in the U.S. in over a century. The impact extends beyond the tragic loss of life. Over 2,000 buildings and 2,100 acres were consumed by the flames. This, this includes not just family homes, but also historical structures, some dating back to when Lahaina was the capital of the Hawaiian kingdom. Currently, Lahaina and Kula are still in the thick of cleanup operations, aided by the Army Corps of Engineers. This process is long and difficult, involving the removal of ash, hazardous trees, and the remnants of concrete foundations. One of the significant challenges faced by the cleanup crews is is the disposal of debris. Officials are grappling with the dilemma of finding a suitable location for the ash and debris, much of which is contaminated with arsenic, lead, cobalt, copper, and other harmful substances. It's estimated that around 400,000 cubic yards of this contaminated material exists, enough to fill over roughly 120 Olympic-sized swimming pools. For now, there are plans to establish a temporary facility in a neighboring town to store this debris. But the challenges don't end there, of course. Homelessness is pressing. Hawaii Governor Josh Green has reported that there are still 6,297 residents without homes. Some are temporarily residing in hotels, while others have been forced to camp out on local beaches. The road to recovery remains long and costly for the victims of the wildfires. To fully rebuild and replace all lost structures, the estimated cost stands at a staggering $5.5 billion. We wish the people of Maui all the very best for this coming year. This story deserves continuous coverage. And if folks want to donate to wildfire relief efforts, you can do so at MauiNuiStrong.info. That's Maui, M-A-U-I, Nui, N-U-I, Strong, dot info. And that, my friends, 
is the President's Daily Brief for Friday, 29 December. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to me at pdb at thefirsttv.com. I'm Mike Baker. I'll be back later today with the PDB Afternoon Bulletin. Until then, stay informed, stay safe, stay cool. What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are. And it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available.